Hi everyone, this is Kavita, Certified Empowerment Coach and Hypnotherapist, and you are listening to the Enlightened Heart Podcast, where we explore topics that empower HSPs and empaths to go from surviving to thriving in the world. I use my years of coaching, my personal experience, and my training to provide deep insights and implementable strategies to help you thrive. Hello, everyone. Today, I am excited to have Laura Bauman, who is a certified yoga and meditation teacher from the Netherlands, who is currently living in Florida with her spouse and six-year-old daughter. She helps moms and mother entrepreneurs get on the yoga mat for self-care. Her short and effective yoga and meditation practices help to release tension, overcome stress, and help others feel aligned in their body and mind. She teaches private yoga sessions online and in person. Welcome, Laura. Hi, Kavita. Thank you so much for having me. So great to have you. So tell me, Laura, do you consider yourself a highly sensitive person or an empath? Yes, actually both. Yes, both. Okay. And how did you figure this out? How did you find out that you were um, highly sensitive? I would say about 10 years ago, when I was in my mid, later 20s, um, a friend of mine, she was talking about that she discovered that she was highly sensitive, a highly sensitive person. And everything she was saying resonated. And I thought, oh, yeah, check, check, check. I, I have the same things. And um, and that really opened my eyes to, to that world and made me understand myself better, like why I'm sensitive to sounds. I thought I was more like a shy or introverted person, which I am too. But but certain things like would really irritate me, like, you know, like, like I said, sounds or certain things. And I need my time after being in social or big crowds. I need to be by myself again to recharge my batteries. And all those things, when, when we're talking about this, it, it put it all in perspective. And then I did a, a test online, an HSP test, and just to see, you know, just to confirm. Back then, it was not something, you know, people would talk about. And I also had dealt with anxiety and all these things became more apparent and clear to me, like, oh, okay, maybe it's not just anxiety, but maybe it's also that, and things are connected as well, of course, and one can affect the other, but it was something that I didn't really talk about much, and that there was not a lot of information about it either, or you have to, you know, go into the self-help books, and it almost felt like there was a little bit of like shame around these type of things, and around that time, I also discovered I was an empath. So, so you had a friend, right, that mm-hmm. is basically experiencing similar things to you. And, and so in that conversation, you discovered that, yo, a lot of those things apply to me and, you know, needing to yeah. recharge and sounds bothering you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of people find out that way, right? Something is irritating in the external environment. And then some people will go on to Google or <laughs> some other search <laughs> engine and look up something. And some people will talk to a friend, right? You know, we've all, we've heard about how you figured out you were a highly sensitive person. And then you said that you also figured out you were an empath. Mm -hmm. So actually tell me about that. Were there, was there another aspect that made it clear to you that you were an empath? 
Yeah, that had to do more with my anxiety, the anxiety that, that I was feeling, and a tremendous amount of guilt that I experienced as a kid. And mm. always um, tell me, you know, it would manifest in my body, like I had all the, always um, pain in my stomach, as long as far as I can remember. And there was nothing wrong with me physically, you know, went to the doctor, but it, it had to do with being nervous, feeling a lot of guilt if something went wrong with my family or if somebody, you know, was in pain or, you know, it, it always felt like that was my fault and really deeply experiencing other people's pain, basically. That's, and so when I... So you started to feel anxiety. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's how it started. And I thought, okay, where's this anxiety coming from? It's been a whole journey. <laughs> it's not just, you know, one day I realized it was just, it's been a whole journey. And the anxiety was more of a symptom. And when I looked deeper into that, I, I had therapy and I had a spiritual mentor. And, you know, going deeper into that whole journey, I learned and realized that I was an empath and why I was having these stomach pains, what that anxiety, you know, part of that was. Yeah. So you were experiencing anxiety and then you started to realize that some of that was you absorbing yeah. others' anxiety, like the anxiety from your family. Yes. Okay. And then through therapy and working with a mentor, right, you were able to figure out you're an empath. And then you, what was the next thing that happened? Tell me a little bit more. The listeners want to hear a little more details about your journey. You had anxiety as a teenager. And is that when you started therapy? No, I wish I, I knew <laughs> I had, you know, what I had back then and even what an empath was. I didn't know. And I felt really weak in social situations. And like, yeah, like people would take advantage of you or if, you know, I, I can become quickly emotional about something or when, like, like I mentioned before, when somebody else experiences pain or hardship or a challenge, I can, you know, I can really sit and cry with that person. Like I, I can completely understand what that feels like. And for some people it's, it's very comforting and it, it gave me really strong friendships, but it can also be seen as a weakness. And, and that's also part of my anxiety. And I thought I had, like a social anxiety. I was afraid to be around people. I was afraid of public speaking. I was afraid of being myself, basically. And But not with people that I felt comfortable with, who accepted me who, how I was. And so when I was in my early 20s, I when I met my husband, we had a long-distance relationship. We got married. I was living in the Netherlands, and he was in California. And my anxiety really got out of not out of control, but it got really bad. I felt this tremendous amount of guilt that I left my family behind, that I moved to another country. And yeah, just just a lot of uh, stomach pains and, and this anxiety. And I had to do something with it. And I found this spiritual teacher who was teaching about Course in Miracles. And uh, she also did hypnotherapy sessions. So I had some sessions with her and that was very helpful. Yeah. And so, so it sounds like you wish you went to therapy earlier, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 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 And then the social anxiety. So what, around what age did you start your work with 
let's say, you know, you figured out you're highly sensitive and then you started doing some work on yourself. When I was in my teens, I discovered yoga. That was very helpful. I was also dealing with a lot of eating issues and body image issues. I was in a dance school. There was a lot of pressure to be skinny. And <laughs> so I, I did yoga more to lose weight, burn fat and become crazy flexible. Mm. But it was also very helpful and calming and helped me with, yeah, just calm down. And so yoga, ever since my teens, has been a big part of my life. I, it's part of my morning routine. It helps me have structure in my daily life. I think structure is something that I'm really holding on to. It gives me a lot of security and peace. And that's where the yoga journey started. Yeah, okay. I mean, so you got into yoga just because, oh, I want to be fit. And you were a dancer, right? But then you started to figure out that it, it had other benefits. You were feeling the other benefits of yoga. It was helping with your yes. anxiety. And so starting to experience that. And then mm -hmm. what made you decide to get certified in, as a yoga teacher? I started teaching yoga and... And it was really, it was such a beautiful thing to see with my students who were dealing with stress, burnout, a lot of neck and shoulder tension, to see them find that relaxation. And, and so then I, I took my yoga teacher training. And then when I became a mom, I took a break from everything. But once I had my daughter and she got a little bit older, I, I felt like yoga has been with me so for so long with so many changes in my life so many transitions but it's a one solid thing in my life and it always gives me answers for everything that i'm going through that i decided i want to make this my mission and help others full-time with this yeah yeah so you started teaching before you were certified like did you start helping or i, I just wanted to make sure that i understood yes okay Yes. Yeah. Because you can still teach yoga. You don't have to have the certification. Yeah. Yeah. I did my ballet school and I did a, in college, I studied theater and education, which was very movement based. And I was very comfortable teaching, teaching classes, teaching workshops. And yoga was such a very strong practice. It's actually, <laughs> my husband actually got me my first job. I didn't decide I'm going to be teaching yoga. He actually just told the manager back in Europe where we were living at our local gym, they were looking for a yoga teacher. And I, I saw that sign, but I was like, no, no I, I'm, I'm not a teacher. And he told the manager that I was. Yeah. <laughs> and the manager was like, great, when can you start? Yeah, so he was advocating for you because he knew you could do it, right? He saw something in you that you didn't see in yourself, right? How amazing yeah. for that, to have someone like that in your life yeah so you start and you so when you started teaching it you really enjoyed it and you decided to go get certified i loved it yes good and then so now you have a six-year-old and you're doing some work to help mothers especially mother entrepreneurs with the self-care so tell me how first before how you know the work you're doing with others how has yoga helped you as a mother and as an entrepreneur yourself right you know, yoga is not a one-size-fits-all, and it's not just like my practice is not the same as it was 20 years ago. So it's very, it's very flexible. You can make it work however, wherever you are. 
And so when I became pregnant, it was my lifesaver to be able to do yoga, to do meditation when I gave birth. It helped me again. And then when I took on the whole entrepreneurial journey, which is a very creative process, it's something, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, they start with a passion, something that comes from their hearts, and it can feel very vulnerable and scary as well. And, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's you're creating something, it's an open world, and finding your way in it can be very scary and overwhelming. And then, you know, if, if you're a mother and an entrepreneur, that's a lot of hats that you're wearing. Yeah. It can be very stressful and, and overwhelming and Uh, For me, I would always come back to my yoga mat in the morning. That's how I would remember, what am I doing? (laughs) Why am I doing this? And physically get stronger. There were days that I would just lie because I was so tired. I would just lie down in in Shavasana in the corpse pose, just lying down on my back, just breathing. Mm -hmm. So it's been, uh, for me, really helpful in the whole entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, so it sounds like it's helped you with your mindset and energy and, you know, just remembering why you're doing everything because that's easy to forget, right? I think that people that Mm -hmm. um, are not entrepreneurs may not fully understand that. And I don't know if you ever fully get it unless you're doing it, but there is this big up and down piece that happens it's it, and like all your stuff comes out when you're an entrepreneur, (laughs) it all gets shown to you. All the things that maybe you could hide before from yourself, really, um, you have to handle. You have to deal with the self-doubt, the self-criticism, any need for the external validation. Like all these things will come out, right, as an entrepreneur. So the yoga is helping you uh, handling all that mindset pieces that come through, it sounds like. And also the energy piece. Yes. Yeah, because I think that, you know, sometimes people treat uh, being an entrepreneur as a sprint right? It's like, well, we need to get there and we need to get there quick and they burn out. So it really is a marathon. It really is. And I know Mm. it's kind of cliche, but it is a marathon. You have Mm. to learn to pace yourself. You need to learn to stop and, 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 you know, rest and rejuvenate. And for you, yoga is one of the things that is the thing that you use, one of the main things you use. So um, how do you help Mm. others, other mother entrepreneurs with their stuff with yoga? Yeah, well, actually, I just quickly want to say I love that you point that out, that it's a marathon, because it's really, that's what yoga is teaching you. It's mm-hmm. about the journey, yes. what you're experiencing right here, right now. And I can easily get stressed out by <laughs> tech issues or, you know, when mm-hmm. I was building my website or teaching online comes with a lot of, you know, technical things and uh, not my strongest point, but Instead of um, getting really stressed out and frustrated, I also learned to just slow down and take the mindset of I'm a problem solver. I can solve this. There's a solution for everything. And um, that's also really important. Um, Yeah, as a mom, as an entrepreneur. And so to come back to your question, how I help moms, it's very different. Uh, Every mom is different. But always coming back to themselves, taking some time for themselves, even if it's a couple of minutes per day, where they nurture themselves with some yoga or meditation and being aware of what they need, what their energy levels are. Some days they need more, you know, muscular strength, more energizing, energizing flow. 
some days they they've done a lot and they just really need to completely relax and do nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> so it really depends but what i teach teach them is to be very intuitive and to listen to their body yes yeah yeah it's so important to do that right to listen to your body and i talk about how your body gives you messages all the time and and when you're not sure what to do pay attention to your body and so the yoga brings that more awareness to their body and it's like this kind of i see it like a circle right so it gives you more body awareness so you're able to pay attention to what your body is telling you and then you also are able to give it what it needs right whether it's you know a practice that day that's strengthening or yes so it's like this kind of great like almost like i said see like a circle and so when you work with other mother entrepreneurs you teach them that is that what you do you teach them how to yeah and so what are some of the things that you've seen the benefits for some of your clients and even yourself with doing this with this body awareness um you talked about being able to focus and we talked about the mindset stuff right being some of the benefits Is there anything else that you see? Mhm. Yeah, also being just kinder to yourself. Are you, you know, what what happens as you mentioning that you're becoming more aware of yourself, you also become more aware of mm-hmm. that inner voice that sometimes very can be very negative and critical of everything that you do or that self-doubt and even becoming aware of that voice that's playing in the background is huge. Can be a very big breakthrough. Yeah. Yeah, and bringing awareness to certain things is sometimes enough, you know, like hey, this is what I usually do when I'm overwhelmed and just having that insight is already a big step. Yeah, so just that that inner voice awareness, right? And so you could work through whatever needs to be worked through. So, you know, earlier you also talked about and I want to go back to it because I didn't ask you this about uh you said you work with a mentor and you did a course in the miracles through that with this mentor, is that correct? Yes. Okay. You know, I always ask my uh guests what is a resource that they would like to share that could help others on their journey, right? So what resource would you like to share? Yeah. So the book is called A Course in Miracles and my mentor her name is Robin Duncan. You can find her on YouTube. Robin Duncan of course in Miracles Pitaka and you'll find her and she teaches about the course in miracles and it's really all about perspective and it's the way she explains it is really beautiful and very uh very practical very easy to understand for daily situations and daily struggles and then she also teaches how to pray it's not necessarily um tied to any religion mm-hmm. it's fine if you're religious or not she speaks about god but you can also interpret that as source or a higher power have however you want to call that and then it's it's about releasing your your perspective and being open to a healed perspective on a situation mm. and sometimes that's all that's needed for a miracle to happen for me it's been extremely powerful i have seen miracles in my life and it's been really amazing so it's it's what what i always come back to yeah so i'll have links in the show notes for the listeners and so that sounds amazing i'm sure some people would benefit from that And so t- tell us how people can get in touch with you if they want to learn more about you. What's the best way or ways? Yeah. Um well, I would love for you to just experience the benefits of yoga and you can do that by going to my YouTube channel Laura 
L-A-U-R-A-Bauman, B-A-U-M-A-N-N, and then yoga, Y-O-G-A. If you type that in, in Google or YouTube, you'll find me. You'll find my YouTube channel. They're short, between 5 and 30 minutes yoga videos. You can join in. It's great for beginners. I have some for a little bit more intermediate as well. And then you can really, I would love for you to just feel it for yourself. I think that's the best way to, to learn about it. Awesome. Okay, good. So I'll also have those links in the show notes because sometimes people are listening to this podcast and they're driving or walking or doing something else. So that'll be available for people to go directly. I think that would be wonderful for people to start to experience it, experience yoga. So, well, thank you so much, Laura. I really enjoyed learning about yoga and how, what are some of the benefits? I think people just put it in the box of exercise, but there's so much more to it and there's so many more benefits. So thank you for enlightening us to some of the things, especially for how they would benefit highly sensitive people and empaths. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. Okay, listeners, take care till next time. Thank you for joining us for the Enlightened Heart Podcast, where we focus on issues that are relevant to support highly sensitive people and empaths to thrive in this world instead of just surviving. I created this podcast to support people like you and me. So if you are called, please take a moment to write a review because you are truly appreciated as a listener and I would love to be able to share this knowledge with others. Your review is like an invitation for others to join you. Until next time, take good care. Bye.